for The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. And I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. Last spring, Princetonians had to sign a social contract to stay on campus. In that contract was a clause that kept them from having basically anyone visit them. But times have changed, and with a nearly 100% vaccination rate on campus, the policies this semester have been a bit more loose. The question is, how loose? There's been a bit of murkiness around the policies, so today, we're diving into them to tell you what you need to know. It's Friday, September 24th. This semester, the university has instituted a number of policies to protect against campus spread of COVID-19, perhaps most notably a wide-reaching vaccine mandate, and so far they've been pretty effective. Case counts remain low to moderate, as defined by the school's COVID-19 dashboard, and university admins have touted low transmission rates since students came back earlier this month. Right now, much of campus has a fairly normal, if a bit weird, feel, with dining halls currently operating at full capacity and classes, though in most cases not mask-free, running in person. But one thing that remains largely unchanged from the spring of 2021 is the visitor policy. Last year's social contract stated that students could, quote, not host any off-campus guests in their campus residence, including family members, romantic partners, or any students who are not currently residing on campus, including those off-campus students who are taking part in the monitoring and testing protocol. This year's visitor policy is similar. Quote, unless approved, visitors are prohibited from entering all campus buildings, including the libraries, Dillon Gym, college dining halls, Richardson Auditorium, and the chapel. So, sort of strict. And how exactly is a visitor defined by the university? So the definition is pretty broad, and varying levels of access to Princeton facilities are allowed depending on a number of factors as laid out in the policy. But these details are murky, and they're not entirely consistent with what students got familiar with last semester under the social contract. One big change from last spring is that prospective students and families visiting as a part of an Orange Key tour can enter campus buildings as long as they wear masks, but guides are directed to conduct their tours outdoors as much as possible. Prospective student-athletes visiting athletics facilities are required to wear face coverings indoors, and if they're participating in clinics, or practices and such, they have to be fully vaccinated. Right. So tours are starting up again, which seems to me like it could pose a risk despite those measures. How does that work alongside the pretty restrictive visitor policy? So I reached out to the university about that, and they did not respond to my request for a comment. Ah, okay. Um, back to the definition of visitors. What about family members or romantic partners? Are they allowed to visit campus buildings or stay overnight? Nope. Overnight guests are persona non grata. What? They're not allowed. Ah. Anyway, overnight guests are absolutely not allowed, and family members can't enter some of the university's greatest hits, Dillon, Firestone, or any of the dining halls, for example. And kids under age 12 can't enter campus buildings, period. Okay, so it seems like there are still a bunch of restrictions this year, but it's maybe not as strict as last year, especially for the folks on campus. Is there an explanation for why there isn't a social contract or anything to make sure we're following all these new policies? Well, I reached out and asked the university about that. And what did they say? A lot. WD University spokesperson Michael Hotchkiss told me that, quote, prior to the availability of vaccinations, many more precautions were required in order to reduce the public health risk to the community. We detailed these in the social contract in order to be certain that students read and absorbed the numerous protocols and restrictions required in order to be on campus last year. This year, many of those restrictions have been lifted and what remains indoor face coverings, weekly testing, and international travel restrictions is relatively easy to remember. While students are obliged, just as they were last year, to adhere to these safety protocols, we did not believe that a social contract was necessary in order for students to understand what was required. So basically, we still want you to be safe, but vaccines give us a starting level of safety, so we're not going to be as strict about it. And also, you're already used to doing the things necessary to make yourself safe, so we just trust you without a contract now. That's pretty much it. All right. So... Last question. 
What gives the school the power to enforce these rules without a social contract? Well, without a contract, I had the same question. There's nothing in rights, rules, and responsibilities specifically about COVID-19, which Hotchkiss told me is because they expect these rules to be temporary. However, there is a line in section 1.6.4, the bit on public health on campus, that gives Princeton leeway to implement both long-term and temporary guidelines and protocols regarding safety from communicable diseases like the coronavirus. So even though we don't have to sign a contract saying we'll follow these rules, we're responsible to do it anyway under the RRR. Yep. All right. So in one line, what should people take away from all this? Don't bring people into campus buildings unless you're a tour guide or dealing with prospective student athletes and don't have anybody stay overnight. Hope, thank you so much for doing all the research for this episode so I could just ask you questions the whole time. Today on campus, expect some showers in the morning, giving way to partly sunny skies with temperatures in the low 70s. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written and sound engineered by us and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. And I'm Mark Dodici. Have a wonderful day.